Lingua Britannica is a podcast that uses ethnographic interviews to study language use in the extreme metal community. We are studying a music scene known for its love of themes and topics generally considered offensive, and it is likely that some episodes will touch on topics or opinions some listeners may find tasteless or ethically problematic. Ethnographic researchers aim to adopt the interviewee's point of view so that we can draw out and study the attitudes, beliefs, and practices that are important to them. We want to make it clear that in presenting these conversations here, we do not endorse any of their content. Our aim is to explore the thought processes behind language use in this long-running international and yet understudied scene. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lingua Britannica with me, Jess Benny smith and my co-host Wes Robertson. Hello. Uh, in this episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Beyond Creations vocalist Simon, all the way from Montreal, Quebec. Uh, so thanks for being with us today, Simon. Hey, it's a real pleasure. Thanks for having me with you. <laughs> no problem. Um, so today we're embarking on our first episode featuring discussion of both English and non-English English lyrics, which is something we're really excited about um, and we're hoping to get into that very soon. But before we do, we always ask our guests to first kind of describe their music for someone who's never heard of Beyond Creation before. So would you mind starting us off with that? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, we like to say that we are a progressive technical death metal band. Uh, it's a lot of words for describing metal, but but yeah, most uh, mostly it's progressive uh, metal and yeah, with growls and blast beats and, and all that stuff. <laughs> so, And what was the first kind of step for you getting into metal? Did you start with progressive metal or did you kind of move into this genre over a few years? Um, well, you know, I, I when I was uh, uh, younger, uh, I was listening to bands like uh, Megadeth and Metallica, of course. Uh, and then I discovered uh, Death. And that's been like uh, one of the, the first band that I discovered, like more metal, uh, even though it was Sound of Perseverance, which is a lot more progressive mm. uh, than the other albums. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of the, the band that opened me to uh, the real metal uh, music. And then... Um, yeah, continue, uh, discovered Necrophagist and uh, been a huge fan of uh, uh, Epitaph album, like, so mind-blowing, like, uh, really, uh, uh, yeah, outstanding. And really from those years also, like, they really uh, put forward um, a new genre. So, yeah, I would say those, those two bands uh, really got me more into metal uh first did you just kind of stumble across that uh, sound of perseverance album or was it like introduced to you or how did you like what, what was the jump from you know megadeth etc into that sort of style yeah uh well a friend uh was in high school and a friend uh of mine just um told me like hey you should uh, listen to this and um also i discovered uh, and this has been also from, from Montreal. I discovered uh, Kovetsis, 
and I don't know if you guys ever heard of of them, but uh, nah. yeah, it's it's really progressive. Uh, there's there's fast double bass drums. Um, so yeah, I kind of when I was in in high school uh, discovered those bands. My brother also was listening to metal music. He's three years older than me, so it always been like you know part of the 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 area for me. Uh, so when you first started listening to uh, those kind of albums, was it were you just paying attention to the music, or did you also pay attention to kind of the lyrics on those uh, early records as well? Uh, of course. I think um, when you, you start listening to metal music, uh, the Irish vocal is is might be something uh, people, um, you know, like they don't they don't know about it. They, they this is the first time they hear this. So uh, of course, like to me, uh, I was putting more attention to the music because uh, studying guitar and, and accordion and uh, yeah, really more specifically music i didn't thought that at the time that i was gonna sing i was mm. writing some music uh so yeah for me it was really more uh the music aspect but of course uh that always had like good lyrics and kind of you hear pretty well all the pronunciation uh of the words so of course had uh this impact yeah so what would you say makes for good metal lyrics? You know, you said before that the good lyrics were, you know, one of the things that attracted you. So, you know, how would you identify good lyrics from bad? It's, well, you know, as art, uh, art is very, uh, it's a question of perspective. You know, like there's, there's all kind of different taste and um, I cannot say one is better than the other. It would be uh, quite, dramatic I think to say this but uh, to me personally what I, I like is uh, something more uh, um, maybe philosophical where where people when they read it they can kind of uh, feel something from their own perspective you know like from what they live uh, in their life they can maybe relate some of the lyrics without uh, deeply knowing like the content or, or necessarily like the specific idea behind. Uh, mm. So yeah, it's really more like uh, the kind of lyrics that, that people can enjoy and, and create some kind of ambience by their own. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a difference between metal lyrics that kind of create that feel and non-metal lyrics that create that feel? Like, is there something about metal lyrics specifically that uh, like how they're arranged or how the language is used that makes them metal? Um, well, what I noticed and what I also like to do is maybe put uh, some more research in into the composition of uh, the words, the lyrics, the, 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 the word I choose. Um, and I think a lot of bands nowadays uh, tend to do this also because um, you know, it's not just like putting some time into the music itself. Uh, the vocals uh, is an instrument by its own. And, and I think personally, every single instrument, including the voice, uh, needs to be, um, you know, like, like uh, nice uh, or, or interesting to mm. look at, read, uh, listen. So uh, 
I think the more it goes, uh, the more there's, uh, there's way to describe things a little more, I would, I would not say complicated, but because that's, that's not the point. That's not to make it complicated, but, uh, maybe not, um, too normal or like mm. boring kind of, uh, lyrics, you know, like, like uh, using different paths to to say one thing instead of just like uh, right off the out of the bat like saying what it is you know so mm. make the brain work a little bit and and yeah it's kind of fun I think and so has your opinion on that changed over time or have you always kind of had this same um, I suppose attraction towards lyrics that do have these kind of like layers of meaning and opportunity to be interpreted in different ways by different listeners um well you know when i i i discovered uh, uh sound of perseverance um I, I wasn't much as i said like taking a lot of care for uh the lyrics itself because to me it was more the the music but uh one thing that i noticed is that from what i read like like it was a lot more enjoyable uh, for me, uh, than to, let's say, for example, uh, well, I don't know, I, I, like some gore stuff. I never been much fan of it, you know, like it, it's not one of my thing. And I know a lot of people likes it. Uh, it's like, I think music is a little bit like, like movies or mm. TV shows. Like you create a story, you create a, an ambience. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's a personal choice to make it um, a certain way or like, like personal, you talk about you or you talk just in general or you just create a brand new world, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. our stuff or, or sci-fi or, uh, but yeah, to me, like it always has been uh, uh, more of this philosophical way to, to, create uh lyrics that i found interesting and yeah every everything that i i've kind of put myself into is um i guess like it goes also with uh the genre of music that is played mm -hmm. like the for example uh it's really i think like uh open-minded uh as as the music itself and you you look at the lyrics and it's also like um a lot similar to the music actually like it speaks a lot from uh the environmental uh things that mm. going on and you know like more of a humanized um uh perspective so uh yeah i found it really uh interesting have you had songs that now especially now that you are a lyricist and and a singer uh, have there been metal songs that you've listened to where you've uh, felt that the lyrics kind of actually ruin the song? Like have lyrics either that they're not metal enough or that they just don't speak to you in a certain way? Mm, well, not not really. Not that I uh, notice on, on top of my head. Like I never, if I just don't, I don't know, if I just don't care about lyrics, I, I just like put my attention to to the music and and that's all like I, I never just thought like oh the lyrics ruined uh, the, the songs I, I'm still listening to necrophages and they're talking about gore things and mm -hmm. you know like, like it would be 
it's just a, a personal choice and and as much as i don't much enjoy the, the gore thing then i can still appreciate uh the way they they put the lyrics and and the music all together and like mm-hmm. uh so yeah so can you tell us a little bit about uh when you first started writing lyrics and what that was like what your process was like yeah uh well the, the funny thing is that uh when I, I started the band in 2005, I uh, didn't thought about actually um, being the, the vocalist. And I was looking to get a, a vocal member. And, and I don't know, it was kind of hard, you know, like I was uh, I don't know, like 15 or, or 16, something like this. So it was kind of hard to, to find the right people to uh, play with and, and like have the, the, the same kind of, uh, level that I I wanted over mm-hmm. the years, and so uh, at one point I just remember like, I was like, ah, oh, well, okay, let, like I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna <laughs> like what else? Like unless we find someone, uh, like I'm gonna I'm gonna try it, and it becomes like really. Uh, of course, it, it's hard at the beginning, but uh, it becomes something that I really um, enjoy um uh, practicing and you know like it, it's a lot of uh, brain um uh, like memories a lot of physical memories like like practicing the guitar and then practicing a lot the the vocals so you've been able to like put both together at the same time so yeah and then i remember also like uh to me it always been more uh natural to to play music because i start at the age of 6 uh, to learn and play music. So uh, to me, it was a lot more natural than, than writing lyrics. Uh, so when I first started writing the lyrics, um, it, it's some kind of like, to me, it's always been a hard process because I, I put a lot of my own experiences uh, in life through the lyrics. And it's something that I, I think make the most sense to me, at least like, like talk about things that I really care and that I really uh, want to talk about, you know, like environment and, and stuff like this, just the way uh, we interact with each other and people and everything. So uh, it's always been a hard uh, process because you kind of question a lot yourself and, and you try to, like do the best as you can but but uh yeah it's actually as anything in life it's to practice and and you just get better and better and and you're more able to do stuff that really speaks to you after a while uh than when you started so yeah Mm. so you said you've been playing instruments since you were five uh six yeah i I am my yeah, my grandfather was a professional accordionist. Uh, he was playing uh, uh, every night uh, uh, some shows and restaurants and stuff like this. And I was always like super amazed, uh, uh, like had so much knowledge, like he could play for four or five hours and and no music sheets at all, like, like just a uh, Oh, can you play that song? And it was like, oh yeah, like like not even one time the same song during the whole night. Like it, it's just crazy, like remembering and some very crazy stuff. 
and always been like to me really impressive to be able to to uh, get those feelings uh, in a way that people receive it. You know, mm -hmm. like like you don't speak; you're speaking by by the music, and people can really relate to this, even if there's there's no vocals. So uh, so yeah. He told me, I remember I was at uh, the restaurant and I was like looking at him and <laughs> it was like, uh, uh, you know, like if you want to start learning music, just uh, just tell me and I'll be like super happy to to teach you. And and the next day, the next day I was like, right, I want to do it. I want to learn. And and so, yeah, I started uh, a small accordion and, and over the years, like uh, learning all the theory and and techniques and stuff and uh until the age of 12 uh played a lot uh for accordions i was doing some shows and playing also in restaurants uh, uh it was a lot of fun and and really uh as a kid you know like like growing with this it's uh it's awesome it's amazing so so then i started to uh learn uh guitar because my brother uh, was also playing accordion but in a way like uh, it's funny because I always been super super interest and so I was taking the accordion and I just like go like mm -hmm. learn super fast my brother was like oh, I'm and, and, you know, like, gonna start playing guitar and he started playing guitar and I was like whoa that's so cool like like uh, and, and can I try it I take it and just like starting and, and it was like <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, it's always been uh, uh, a fun, uh, fun thing. Music for me is uh, is really uh, a big passion, and, and yeah, I think you're the probably definitely the first accordion player that I think we've ever yeah talked to. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned a couple of times like having a personal connection to your music, uh, because a lot of research has suggested that metal tends to take a kind of distance from its lyrics, kind of positioning them more as like entertainment or not to be taken seriously. Um, so, you know, what do you think of this perspective, um, you know, and how does it differ from, you know, your take on the music being more personal? Uh, well, I think... Um... You know, it, it's hard to say because everyone, as I was saying, like art is very uh, subjective and, and everyone can enjoy their own their own craft, you know. But to me, um, like telling stories that, that I really care, even though if it, uh, I try to do it uh, uh, in a philosophical way where, where people can interpret the way uh, they feel it or the way they, they live their life, like there's something happening. Uh, so without necessarily like specifically putting uh, the words of like what is happening, uh, I think it described quite well, like like what I'm, I'm feeling. And of course, like I feel more, uh, not complete, but uh, to talk about something that I, I really want to uh, give me more energy, especially live. Uh, I can really feel like like what I'm 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 saying. Like I, I can, you know, everything that you you a story that you tell uh, a good storyteller have to 
put it in words in a way like it's like an actor, right? It's mm -hmm. like the way you speak it, you need to make the audience feel that you understand it. You you like uh, like you, you lived that situation. Mm. And to me, the, the best way is, is yeah, to relate to some personal stuff. Uh, I'm sure uh, other people enjoy creating stories and, and they can also relate in a way like, uh, you know, it's more something that, that touched them, uh, the stories or whatever. Uh, so yeah, everybody is, is uh, different and, and, but I'm quite, uh, quite happy with so far what I've been writing and, and it's still also like a, a process to, uh, get better at and, and try to find some, some more tips. And yeah. I think it works really well into the next phase, which is just to talk about the lyrics themselves and the stories that you're telling. Uh, and as we mentioned, as Jess mentioned at the very beginning of this interview, uh, one thing that we're very interested in is that you use uh, French in your lyrics sometimes. Uh, and so we just wanted to ask, like, if you were explaining this to someone that knows no French, when you sit down and write lyrics in French, are there considerations that you have to make, like uh, in the process of choosing words or phrases? Are there decisions you have to make that you don't have to make when you're writing in English? Uh, well, of course, the, the feeling is a lot different, like the way the um, maybe the phrases flows with the music and like the rhythmical uh, um, side of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it, it tends to uh, to write things differently of course um and it's always like a a, a challenge since we're here in, in montreal like everybody speak french uh and i i feel like it's important even if the rest of the world doesn't necessarily understand it like like uh doesn't understand french uh to me personally i think it was uh it always been like like important to at least have one song uh, with French because that that's who we are. That, that's where we come from. And, and even though like English flows really well with the music, uh, as you say, French uh, kind of gives a, a different vibe, different uh, atmospheres, uh, even though you can talk of the same thing, but the way musically it, it goes with, with uh, the ambience, it, it kind of uh, changed a lot. So, uh, so yeah, it's very uh, interesting. And I, I try to also, the same as uh, the English side, like I, I trying to find some words that are not necessarily super common, commonly used, like, like try to describe things a little more uh, uh, sophisticated uh, <laughs> way, you know, like, I don't know. Is there, how do you decide, like, fundamentally, if you're going to sing a certain song in English or French? Um, well, th that that's one thing that, you know, like, uh, on every album, I was like, okay, I'm going to write a text in French, and then I write it, and then uh, um, I'm like, oh, it could be good on this song, and I, I try it, and I'm like, yeah, the pattern doesn't much fit, like, mm -hmm. like the way uh like the, the length of the sentences or or just the rhythmical point so 
just try on another song and, and fits perfectly you know like sometimes i have the idea that that oh that that's gonna be it and then after a while like i'm trying and that's where i think it's important to uh get some time uh in the composition it takes a lot of time to me to write uh the music and the lyrics but i i think it's really important uh in art to take your time mm -hmm. it's like some artists want to uh put an album every two years and, and that's all right if if they feel comfortable with it but uh to me i find more um joy and also uh, uh at the end i'm more satisfied when i take the time to really face uh the music and and understand the mood because uh sometimes like 5 bpm or, or 10 mm -hmm. bpm can change the whole the whole thing you know it doesn't means the same uh so when you write it, it it's uh it's like oh it's cool it's cool it's cool and then you listen to it and it's like no, that's way too fast and you go down and, and so yeah it's the same with with lyrics like changing from one song to the other and, and trying things uh trying different uh patterns and and vocals uh um uh, lines like the high pitch and the low pitch and how can i put this more um maybe more um i would say like interesting in a way and instead of having like for a whole uh whole bunch like this the same uh, uh vocal pitch like trying to diverse and have high pitch and low and, and some mix together and so yeah that, that's really fun to do like experiment and see what's the different uh possibilities in there so you just mentioned that you would sometimes write the lyrics and then they wouldn't match a song do you sometimes write lyrics before there's a song for them uh, no, I always write the music first. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, always uh, been like this. Um, I tried writing uh, lyric first, uh, one or two, and, and in the end it works also. But I feel like once you have uh, the song completed, like you have the whole ambience, you can really more tell what's the feeling of it like what's the the lyrics you could talk about and it gives you a lot more idea for uh the content so uh to me that that's the way i, I like to to do it yeah to proceed mm. so when you're trying out french and english lyrics for a song uh do you write directly in french and or english or do you for instance start writing the lyrics in french and then realize that you know you want to write them in english and then translate from French to English or yeah, what's the process like? Uh, no, it's always been uh, uh, like straightforward, like in my mind, like if I, if I want to talk about something I'm like, oh, okay, uh, like I'm just getting like few ideas in my mind and uh, it would sound better in English. So I start writing in English and then I never like, like translate or, or mm -hmm. switch on to the other. It's always, uh, kind of a straight forward in my mind like oh i'm gonna write this one in, in english and this one in french and yeah right because i was wondering if you ever created translations because like one of the things that you mentioned before which i thought was interesting and like is a common kind of um difficulty translating from like english to french is there's usually more words in french than there is in an english text right so 
is that something that like kind of relates to that rhythmic issue you were talking about before? Uh, well, you know, it's really, it's really different, but I think there's, there's so much word we can use in, in both language at, at one point also, like you need to kind of, you know, like, like stop, like I need to, uh, to stop being, uh, so, uh, meticulous, like, like, uh, if there's something that I, I have hard time to say, then, then just say it a little more simple and <laughs> that's going to be like, that's going to do it also. But it's just in general, I like to, uh, make things a little complicated. <laughs> I think, uh, I think well, Jess and I both completely understand what you're saying yeah. in academics. We, uh, we have to do the same process of like, we just need to give up and say this in a simpler way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One thing we were kind of surprised on, though, is is in looking through your French lyrics. And apologies if we like neither of us are native French speakers, um, but we did look through and we saw that there we didn't see any use of uh, Quebecois. And again, apologies if I just butchered that at all uh, in your lyrics. Is there a reason that you chose to avoid uh, the local, you know, Canadian variety of French in your French lyrics? Um. Well, you know, it's more. Um... I don't know. I, I don't want to to sound like uh, it, it's not that I I'm not enjoying the word we use here in Quebec. It's just that I think like a, a more proper way to speak and write French is it's actually more appropriate for anybody that would, for example, learn French and start learning the lyrics and they understand it you know like it's not like mm -hmm. some stuff that only us in Quebec would would understand and and that's one thing maybe if everything was made in French uh then maybe I would use some of the the Quebecer because most of the uh the people that would listen to it would be people from here you know mm -hmm. like be more centered uh, but now I try to make it uh, as anyone in the world that, that speak French could uh, understand it and, and relate. Mm. And yet, and talking about the French lyrics, lyrics, English lyrics, um, we noticed that one of the big differences between the two sets of lyrics in each languages um, is the rhyming scheme. So although there's some rhyming in the English lyrics, there seems to be a lot more rhyming in the French lyrics. So for instance, there's lines like, uh, at the beginning of Le Détenteur. Mm -hmm. So did you consciously try to include more rhyming in the French lyrics? And if so, why? Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, there, there's only one uh, or, or two French um, uh, songs per album. So, of course, I try to uh, make it like... Uh, very unique, more, uh, um, I would say, uh, I don't know, like I want to make it really interesting. So, so people, the only French people that, <laughs> that read the lyrics and understand, like, they're like, Oh, that, that's, that's nice. That that's like, uh, uh, some good text. Uh, on the other side, it's not that I, I don't much, Take care of the English one, but it's just uh, um, like I don't much feel the need to uh, put as much 
uh, rhymes and, and uh, forms of uh, words um, spelling because I don't know there there's a lot more to say uh, in in those eight songs or nine songs left on the album so um, I don't know I just uh, yeah it's a different process for me so it's just uh, I'm having fun and that's uh, that's the way it goes like uh, I've been uh, mm. fortunate enough at this moment to like oh okay I'm gonna rhyme this and this and this and kind of like it feels good it sounds good so do you feel like more pressure when you write in French like since there's you know just one or two French songs um, and you know there are less bands doing death metal in French like, is there, do you feel like a, a sense of responsibility? Um, well, you know, like every time I, I create something, of course, I have this, uh, this kind of little pressure, like, mm -hmm. like, a, because every artist is like, oh, I, I hope people will like it. But in the end, it's just, you do it for you. And, and as long as you're happy, I think people will receive the message, you know? Uh, but yeah, of course, like every time I write some, some lyrics, I have this, uh, this kind of pressure because I feel less, uh, comfortable with lyrics than, than music. So to me, it's like, uh, I try to push myself a lot, like try to push my own boundaries and make some research on, on the words and different synonyms and, and the way to, to describe things. Uh, but yeah, it's always, uh, like a nice, nice process at the end. I'm, I'm really proud of like what I've accomplished, uh, as uh, like, you know, there's, there's many words and there's many, uh, subjects and stuff. And I'm like, all right, I, I did it once again, like it's a good accomplishment. So. So you just mentioned research. What kind of research do you do for the lyric writing? Uh, well, it's more, uh, as I said, like uh, trying to find some uh, synonyms or or words that that could describe uh, what I want to say, but in a way that it's not normalized. Like uh, maybe not a, uh, everybody that that. Uh, read the lyrics will necessarily understand it neither it's like there are some words that was the first time i ever read them and and like mm. so i learned about them and and i think that's also something that is uh interesting because uh as same as the music like when there's something that you you don't know about let's say for example like musicians that uh never played those kind of progressions or those kind of chords or or you know those rhythmical patterns it's like it's a lot more interesting because it, it's new for you mm. so uh you want to discover you make some research so to me it's like discovering some new words and some new ways to to uh say things and describe things i think uh maybe a lot uh more people will enjoy it because if they don't know that word, they're gonna go search for it, and then suddenly, like, oh, all the phrase makes sense, you know, like just mm. only with that one specific words. Uh, so, I... so are most of these words then coming from like dictionary and thesaurus kind of thing, or other kinds of texts? 
no, yeah, mostly uh, dictionary and, and just trying like uh, Google have the answer for everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the biggest uh, dictionary. Yeah, but... it's very useful. So um, do you personally, um, oh, sorry, Jess, uh, no, do you personally ahead. quite enjoy it when you read, for instance, uh, meta lyrics and you come across the term you don't know? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Like trying to find out about those words and like, oh, it sounds good. Even with the, the rhythmical sometimes it's like, uh, like with the music and everything, you're like, whoa, that like, it's nice. And you discover the word. And, and as I said, like, you read the, 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 the sentence and it's like, what the hell does that mean? And mm -hmm. then you you understand the word, you search about the word and then suddenly it makes all sense. So so yeah, I, I, I enjoy uh, also other bands that take that time to do some uh, changes and, and mm -hmm. like put more effort into the writing process of lyrics. Right. Um yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned like, um, you know, rhythms and patterns and things. So, you know, that's just something we wanted to talk to you about as well, because, um, you know, the rhyming in the French lyrics uh, appears to be, um, you know, in particular patterns uh, that seem to be like eight or uh, seven syllable lines. So, for instance, in Sous la lueur de l'empereur, uh, there is épuisé et désemparé, tranquillement nous levâmes les yeux, captifs de ce flot torrentiel, continuel et éternel de cette conception et opinion sans option ni progression. So was this rhyming pattern intentional or did you draw on some kind of inspiration when you created it? Uh, yeah, it's always, as I said, like uh, the fact that I write the music first, um, what I, I'll do most of the time is, is uh, I'm gonna write some, some lyrics, you know, like there's the music already done, I'm gonna write some lyrics and then uh, I'm gonna put hours and hours into trying different stuff. And you know, sometimes you have like so short of lyrics for a full song. And I think that that's to me one, uh, one good thing for me at least is that I play guitar also. So I don't feel the need to pack up the music with so many words, you know, mm. like, and it can have some instrumental part and I'm, I'm enjoying myself also, you know? Mm. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm trying uh, some patterns and then if I find that uh, there's some syllables or, or some patterns that are, would be nicer or like kind of missing, I'm gonna try to uh, find different ways to, say the things like find different words uh that could um get me to the point where i i want rhythmically to to be so uh so yeah it's a, a lot of like uh back and forth with the music and and writing the the, the lyrics at the same time uh as i try to to speak mm -hmm. i'm just gonna blah 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 and then oh that that's not nice like like, let's see with the lyrics, like what I can do maybe with this. And, and so, yeah. You mentioned uh, earlier on that, you know, when you were writing uh, lyrics in English and stuff, you like read uh, stuff by death, et cetera, and kind of had that influence. But when you're writing French and kind of doing these rhymes and things, 
Uh, was there like a French singing death metal band that you drew on for inspiration or were you kind of going at it blind? Like, where, did you feel like you're one of the first people kind of doing this and making these kind of choices? Um, well, I, I don't really find my inspiration into death metal uh, uh, bands uh, mm-hmm. when I write to French. Uh, there is a lot of... Um, uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of different kind of music, uh, the blues, uh, whatever, like the rock and the pop music. Uh, and so, yeah, and the, the pop music, there's a lot of good artists from from here, uh, from Quebec. And, and there's one, Pierre, uh, Pierre Lapointe, which is a really good storyteller. Uh, I find a lot of inspiration in his lyrics also because it's also uh, uh, much personal, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good way, like, like you know, every uh, composer try to refine the way, he, like, it's the storytelling. It's always mm-hmm. about, like, uh, people can get into a universe and, and some ambiences, so... Uh, I find he, he he do it quite well, and I can find some inspiration with my with my own words, you know, like uh, without necessarily him talking about the same thing as me. Like I can, I don't know, find some some way to describe things, or like some I was mentioning like more uh, philosophical way to say things. Like he's really good into. Uh, putting this in that way and, and, and sometimes it gives me uh, some good inspirations. So. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned storytelling because that relates to our next question, which was um, going to be about the use of tense in the French lyrics, uh, because we noticed that a lot of the French lyrics are written um, in passé simple. Um, so one of the lines that I mentioned before from the lyrics, um, Tranquillement nous levâmes les yeux, is in passé simple. Uh, and there's also a use of passé antérieur. Uh, for instance, in Lexor, there's uh, l'écroulement de ce monde tel que nous l'hommes connu. Uh, so both passé simple and passé antérieur are generally considered to be these kind of literary tenses. So is this the kind of effect that you wanted to create, you know, this uh, kind of storytelling feel? Um, is that why you use passé simple and passé antérieur? Yeah, well, you know, it's always uh, uh, also a kind of like, Trying to explain things as uh, even even their past or they're, they're in the future or like that's how I see things right now that that will lead to to something and and I feel it's always more interesting uh, to put um, to put like the the time uh, like this like you mm-hmm. can actually really feel what's behind what's in front instead of just always talking of uh like right now and what's happening and it's like always going mm. over the same kind of uh, uh time signature the same as as music it's like uh, i like to uh put a lot of variety in in the way i i write either uh french uh or english i try to to put myself a lot more uh, in front of what I'm able to do. So it's like, uh, yeah, doing some research and, and like, oh, that would, sounds good. Even like a lot more than, than just 
Yeah, using the same uh, yeah, fence. Yeah, fence, yeah. But I mean, uh, in talking about the past though, I mean, you could use passé composé instead of passé simple or passé intérieur, but passé simple and passé intérieur are much more common in your lyrics. So why did you use that kind of past tense specifically? Uh, well, I just think it, it sounds really good. Uh, <laughs> and also like when you, uh, when you go to uh, like those, um, it's a, uh, I don't know, I don't have any names that, that comes off my head, but uh, when you read some, some stuff that are like more in the, I don't know, like uh, the 90s uh, or some old text, mm -hmm. uh, there, there's a lot of uh, those things instead of uh, writing about the right moment. So uh, I feel like it's more like literally more interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I just prefer, prefer using those. Do you personally read a lot of uh, literature or consider these kind of uh, literature, literary styles, these styles that we see more in say books than in day-to-day -day speech to be uh, really appropriate to the metal genre? Um, I don't know. I I really don't know. I think the beauty in, in metal music is that there's there's not much boundaries where mm. it was before. Uh, when you go back uh, many decades ago, like when when we saw uh, the, the first couple of metal bands, it was like really death metal and gore stuff, and you know like like oh death metal sounds like this, and this is like. Mm. It was more uh, conventional. There was more like a, a style created. Now the fun thing is that there's there's so many different jars that are incorporated into uh, the metal music. So it makes some some uh, some kind of uh, art that there's there's no boundaries. Like mm -hmm. you really can do whatever you want, and it goes as much with the music or or the lyrics. You see a lot of different uh, bands, some bands that will talk about gore or sci-fi or, or just like more like specific to human or, or you know, like uh, philosophical. So um, that's the interesting thing about the metal music. And I, I really don't know if, I don't think I'm the good person to say <laughs> if that is metal or not. Like, sure. I don't know, I just do things and, and do things that I like and enjoy. But, uh, so you said there's no boundaries. I mean, what about, um, do you think, can can death metal write like love songs? Could you write, you know, songs about uh, singing in the rain, uh, bright sunny days I'm, in the summer? I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm sure there already is. The, the, the thing is there's, there's also disco death metal. I don't know if you guys ever, ever heard of this or, like seeing it but but yeah there's there's some disco death metal bands and and that makes disco and death metal is really like i'm not personally a fan but it, it it's already happening you know so probably okay. there, there's already a band that talks about um song uh love songs and and walking under the rain and and a death metal sure song. okay I haven't heard disco death metal, but I am insanely curious <laughs> no. now. <laughs> That's very funny.
Um, so kind of moving uh, out of the, the French discussion and into just your lyrics in general is that uh, you mentioned earlier that you kind of like some of the, the big words and you look them up. Uh, but we also noticed that within these larger words that you use, these kind of more difficult terms, there's a lot of kind of science related vocabulary, uh, words like uh, physics, quantum, evolve, cognitive, symbiosis. Do you, were, are you kind of aware that you gravitate towards these like sciencey terms or is this something that just kind of uh, happened? And if it was intentional, uh, what was your kind of intent in using uh, quote unquote, you know, science language? Yeah, of course, uh, to me, um... Like since always, I, I always had this, uh, you know, like this mindset that that we are the one that, that rules our own destiny and, and there's no like, uh, you know, like I, I'm talking for my own, but uh, to me, I really think more about our capacity and, and the earth and everything that is that is natural, you know, like, like uh, the science, behind what we see and behind uh, what we can experiment, you know, like we feel and everything. Um, and so, yeah, of course, like science is something that always um, appealed me, like uh, to, to learn more about it and, and uh, always get interest uh, in it because um, it's the future. It's like, it's always been evolving and, and it's actually just like learning how things works instead of just like, ah, like, like, I don't know. Ah, it's a rock. Well, yeah, <laughs> here's the composition of a rock, you know, like, like it's just, uh, it's just uh, simple things that we see every single day, but uh, it's, it's putting like all the science in, in front of this and learning uh, what it really is how it affects us and and how we as human can affect uh other stuff and other natural uh living and yeah yeah well another theme that you've mentioned that we wanted to talk about was that uh the, the question of good and evil seems to appear quite commonly across a lot of your lyrics um as well as does uh you know the idea of making the right choices so examples include um you know it's a choice to make the way of life you'll take uh so i wish you to take the good path on coexistence um and there's fight to wave life's collapse you choose direction to oppose chaos creation on uh neurotical transmissions um or uh from entre sauvage et mirage there's prenez garde c'est imposteur et c'est méphitique exploiteur et rappelez-vous vos valeurs um so what draws you to this theme um do you feel it's, you know, somewhat distinct in a genre that often kind of seems to encourage the bad path, as we might say? Well, you know, like, like, um, I don't, I don't have uh, the, the, the right answer or like, you know, like, I don't have the, the truth or, or I don't think I, I necessarily have, but it's just, uh, um, it's just everything, every choice we do in life have the consequences either good or bad and to me as i i'm i don't necessarily believe in god or something else it's just that we are the one that can change the things and we are the one that can makes it good or bad you know like good or i don't say evil but but in a way like uh, uh you know when 
you do something right or bad like you can feel it so it's just like a matter of uh, choice and and uh, in neurotical transmissions uh, it was a little bit more of a it's a, a philosophical way to talk about my my father um, had a heart heart uh, transplantation he died and got uh, revived and got a heart uh, a transplantation and it was kind of talking about uh, our body our system and the way your your mindset uh, can affect how you will uh, go through the next step you know like people with cancer uh, if you have a good mindset then you have some good chance to to go through it and and like cure it but if at first you're like really uh uh off to it then it it's already like uh fighting against your own uh thinking so mm. it was more uh in that that sense it was more like talking about um like your buddy kind of have our time and, and all the, those things that works against you. But if you have the, the right mindset, then hopefully it, like it will, it will get better and, and you will stand out uh, winning of this fight, you know? Mm. So, uh, so it was, again, something that when you read it, you can find maybe some stuff that, that personally, uh, uh, happened in your life uh, so it was not saying necessarily like oh this is something about my dad what happened and whatever but just uh, yeah in the end uh, that that was uh, the mention so it's very interesting because um we did get a feel of reading a lot of your lyrics that there was there was often a kind of clear message that you were trying to send through uh, like in the lyrics that Jess read earlier in French, which I am not going to say again because I will ruin them. Uh, the one translation is, is uh, remember your values. Uh, you also have a song where you say like disavow the inhuman non-presence or another song, um, man behaves in ecliptic situations, forgetting the mind's progression we all work for. Uh, when you say these kinds of lyrics, do you have a message in mind? And do you hope that leader, uh, listeners, excuse me, will engage with it? And I guess also, are you worried about misinterpretation? Like when you say something, remember your values uh, and maybe somebody has terrible values. Uh, is, is that kind of a risk that that can ha that can occur? Yeah, I understand. Uh, the thing is, is um, to me, like, how can I say it? I really find um, sad that some people can interpret uh lyrics or art mm -hmm. in a in a really categoric way you know mm. music uh is is free it, it's like it's like a movie you can you can do some horror movie but it doesn't mean you're a terrible person you know it doesn't mm -hmm. mean you're you're someone that will kill people in real life. <laughs> no, it's like you're just creating a story and you're having like like imagination, whatever. So hopefully, like I really, really wish that those <laughs> those lyrics doesn't uh, give some bad intention to to mm -hmm. some people. 
that, that's really not the case. But um, to me, that when I, I write those kind of lyrics, uh, yes, there was some some uh, specific points uh, in mind, and I like I like to think, uh, let's say, for example, like like uh, I like to talk about nature and and that we're destroying our, our own world, you know? Mm -hmm. And one of the good thing is that a lot more people are conscious now and hopefully we can get the message through. But the thing is also there's a lot of people with a lot of power above us that uh, can dictate it, like what choice we we have to do because in a way like, like uh, yeah, there, there are some places in the world that they don't have the opportunity to to make their own choice, you know, unfortunately. And and that that's uh, in a way like talking about politics without saying the word politics. You know, it's like uh, interpreting some some people that are evil minded, like they don't care about the earth. They don't care about the other humans they don't care the only what they care about is their own will and their money and you know like the materials and stuff and and so that was more like the point where uh point out like you know your values you know like like the thing that really value the most is not the money it's not like it's protecting the world protecting each other and the nature and because because yeah, without this, there, there is nothing. So, so yeah, it's more. Uh, it was more specific on on those subjects. This is um. I mean, this is all very uh. Like the 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 intent you seem to have here is, is seems very kind of hopeful uh and optimistic a little bit and uh positive, which of course some people would not associate with with death metal. Uh, you know, like like. Obviously, if you're if you've spent time in listening to death metal for a long time, you know the idea that all the songs are dark and sad, and negative is something that obviously isn't true. But do you feel uh, like there was, as you mentioned, way back in the past, uh, a period of death metal where every single song kind of was like you know zombies eat your brains, everything sucks kind of uh, period. Is did you feel when you're writing kind of more positive lyrics or trying to send ultimately kind of positive and, and hopeful messages about? being conscious about the environment and, and a, a, hopefully a positive future. Did you ever feel that that was going against the grain or had, do you feel like extreme metal had moved to a point by then that positivity was kind of allowed and welcomed within the scene? Uh, well, honestly, I, I don't much care if it's <laughs> against the grain or whatever. It's just like, I'm more willing to talk about stuff that makes me, uh, gives me, more hope or, mm. or like gives me more uh power feeling than than uh talking about like oh it's just like going down going bad and it's not gonna be good and it's it's like uh can we cheer up like can we <laughs> i don't know like enjoy it's not because we're playing metal that needs to be sad or dark or like <laughs> like, like i understand with with time like mm. uh, uh i think it, it People got a lot more open-minded. Uh, but when I, I started writing lyrics, you know, like uh, uh, if you look at the Aura um, lyrics, the, uh, the album, there's a lot more stuff that are like straightforward, 
I was talking about politics and stuff like this. And it was kind of like, uh, it was not much hopeful. It was not like cheerful much, uh, but I, I kind of got uh, really overwhelmed with this feeling. And, and as I, I mentioned, like the fact that I, I write stuff that personally happened to me or, or mm -hmm. how I perceive things, how I see things, I'm, I'm someone that is uh, very positive in life and I want to, to like keep pushing and, and just like be as best as I can, like be the best human as I can. And writing some dark and meaningful lyrics to me was kind of like pushing me down, you know, like, mm -hmm. like I don't want to do this. I, I want to um, have fun writing lyrics and I want to express myself in a way that uh, when people um, when people read it, they, they can feel that like in the end, it's just a matter of choice. Mm -hmm. Like you choose uh, to do good or you choose to do bad. I know it's not as easy as say like, uh, oh, it's good, it's bad. Like, of course, there's some uh, whatever. It's another uh, story. Mm -hmm. But thing is, uh, thing is, yes, we, we all have the, the, the power to do uh, those choices. And I prefer the audience to tend towards the good than the bad. Right. Mm. so you said um that before that um in some cases you're talking about politics without actually using the word politics or speaking about political issues directly and this is definitely something that we've heard before from a lot of other musicians uh, but you know recently there seems to be more and more um, musicians who are um you know willing to talk about political issues in their lyrics and maybe this is also an area where metal might be changing um and i wondered what your opinion was on this like do you think that uh, you know over time we're going to see more politics included in metal lyrics and or do you think that metal is always going to be that uh, kind of genre where we have to talk about uh, politics more indirectly um well you know like it, it's a hard subject because you can be friend with your your neighbor and it doesn't have the same uh the same uh aspect of you like like and, and still like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter much as long as you have a good a good valors and, and like do good you know so it, it's kind of a, a delicate subject and i try to uh not talk much about it me personally because I just think uh, we all know what's going on. We all see the news. We all see like, like I, I think it's a good thing to talk about it, but on an album that will stay forever, I don't know, like, like you know, maybe in 20 years, some people will read the lyrics and, and the, the situation will have changed literally. And it's not necessarily because people wrote those lyrics you know like it's just mm. uh, I, I like to maybe choose some subject that is more uh, progressive um, 
in time instead of putting something that is right now we see the problem we know there is a problem uh but i just think like i, I don't have the time neither the mindset to start like uh like all those those big discussions with some people that <laughs> hey my government but, oh yeah like what can i tell you like <laughs> i don't know it's just it's some lyrics and and it, that was my point like on what happened here uh, uh, mm -hmm. with my my states and my stuff but on you on the other side of the world i i don't necessarily how you live how you you do your stuff so it's kind of like um uh, i don't know i try to to put it more um without pointing out a, a specific group or whatever like just uh saying at large like oh there there's this that can happen blah 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 and and that that makes me feel uh, sad or bad or whatever mm -hmm. so uh talk about things that that maybe uh we all know all of us around the world that the environment is is going crazy going bad and and a lot of uh, government unfortunately doesn't take much action uh, towards it and so that's not necessarily something specific to one country it, it's all mm -hmm. over you know mm -hmm. more generally speaking does this kind of uh the, this sort of conveying of the message and putting yourself personally in the song relate to uh we noticed that a lot of the songs use uh the first person pronoun i or uh <laughs> is this j in french yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, we have some songs in this perspective, but actually more commonly we had this sort of atmosphere where you feel like you're talking kind of at someone. Uh, is this an intentional strategy? Like, was is this strategy involved in the kind of uh, messages you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the fact that I, I don't want to also to necessarily know people, uh, the people that, that, knows that i'm talking about me you know mm -hmm. like I, I i also want to uh put some different words if i talk about me then obviously i or je will be all over the album you know mm -hmm. like by talking to someone else or or people in general or or just like living things then it can be so much more it can be like it's it's a lot more uh i would say like like complex where you can find different words to describe something so i prefer it that way uh and also that that people can uh maybe refer as like i don't know your natural habitat instead of a person like one mm -hmm. single person, like it's more. Uh, yeah. Well, this relates to the other pattern that we saw in the uh, pronoun choice, which is that although, you know, there are a few instances where you use I or je, like quite often we see that you use um, we or nous instead of I or je. Uh, if you could explain why that is and, you know, what the difference is between using those pronouns. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's more. Uh, uh it's more as a whole uh when mm -hmm. we say we or new like like i like to think that we are all in the same um like in a way 
we're facing a problem and we can solve it by our own choice. It's not one person that, that choose uh, that mm -hmm. will make the whole world different. You know, it's, it's more like a, uh, something that we all have the power to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and yeah, it's just, uh, I feel it more powerful that way uh, to talk about all of us than, than talking about personal because um, the reality is that, yeah, one person can can make change, but the important is, is really all of us. So uh, most of the text that I, I write um, is really more generally speaking, like like uh, the earth, the animals, uh, the humans, the way we interact, as I was saying. So it's not how I interact, it's more like mm -hmm. how I see that, that people are, are going and, and like uh, the movements and stuff, so, so yeah. What about when you use uh, you, um, or when you, when you use the word you uh, or in French uh, or English, do you have a specific person in mind or is this just the more generic, like you, the listener? Yeah, it's more you, the listener. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there is one instance of you in the French lyrics. Uh, and in this case, you've adopted vous uh, instead of tu. Um, what's the reason for this choice? Oh, well, uh, vous is the equivalent of um, plural. You know, so mm -hmm. uh, as I was saying, it's more, uh, yeah, it's more general forms uh, mm -hmm. speaking. Rely everyone instead of just uh, one person. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. So on the rare occasions where you do use I, like in lyrics, like I'm questioning myself about the secrets of an unknown theory towards a temporal spiritual displacement or standing all alone in a deserted place. Uh, I wonder where the clouds were as the wind became stronger. I closed my eyes to what was coming there. In these cases, does I refer to you? Uh, are you reflecting on your own experiences or is it the eye of like a narrator in a story? Yeah, uh, well, it was more, uh, it's not a personal uh, because uh, that's, that last uh, sentence was from uh, the deported. Mm -hmm. And so it's more, um a story about like uh aliens and stuff like this it, it really a narrative point like I, I didn't uh experiment any of this it was really more uh in a way like a story mm. uh storytelling so so yeah hmm. Uh, so a really obvious pattern that we observed across like all of your lyrics is a near complete absence of swearing. Uh, so outside of the phrase crime and monetary shit on your first album, there doesn't really appear to be any vulgar language swear words at all. Uh, is this by chance or do you actively try and not use any swear words? No, I don't. I don't really want to. Uh, mm -hmm. Just because, I don't know, like, I don't feel the need to. I think mm. words are already powerful enough um, not to use swear words. So uh, not that I don't swear. In <laughs> right. uh, I do, but, uh, but yeah, like uh, I like the things to be um, as the music, like uh, to be, uh, I don't have the right words for it, but 
um, you know, like refine or like, mm. like, um, you know, like I, I'm looking at every single details and, and to me, like swearing in a, in a text is, is not that appealing. So it's just, uh, yeah, that's a personal mm. choice. Yeah. And then I guess just in closing, I guess if we take a step back and, and talk about language and metal uh, from just the broadest perspective, uh, what do you feel is the role of language and lyrics in Beyond Creation's art? And what do you feel more broadly is the role of language and lyrics in the metal genre? Well, uh, of course, uh, to me, like in, in Beyond Creation, I know, unfortunately, um, like there, there's a lot of people that, that in metal for them, uh, voices are just like an add-on, you know. Mm -hmm. Some people don't don't much take attention or take much care to about the lyrics. It's more like of the the uh, atmospheres and like the way it sounds. Like the it's super powerful, you know. Like the growls and and when you do the high pitch and, and low pitch together, like it, it really brings something that no other jars of music are able to do uh even though if it's just a scream even though if there is there is no much lyrics you know like it's just like the sounds itself is really unique and i think of course that that that's something really interesting uh and in that sense that's why there are some people that don't much take attention to the lyrics because you don't always understand it. It's not necessarily uh, every vocalist that try to articulate as much as they can. And, you know, like like some, you don't much understand, actually. Unfortunately, yeah, I like to, to do as best as I can. So it gets like more articulated. And, and over the year, I, I got better and better and, and uh, yeah. Uh, at defining the words but but I think like to me personally like uh, um, the lyrics makes a, a lot of effect uh, in the way you you perceive the, the, the art and the music and like all the the, the sound that you receive um, and so for Beyond Creation I would just like to I don't know Eventually, with the, the next album, I'm trying to introduce some different type of voices. Uh, now I, I'm, I'm, I do uh, uh, voices for music videos and films and stuff like this. Uh, so I get to experiment with my, my voice and try new things, new techniques. And uh, yeah, I just, I would love to incorporate some, some more singing style or some different bits of roles. And, and, and so, yeah, that's uh, as the music and as everything, try to evolve as much as I can and try some new stuff that, that makes me uh, happy, like proud of like the steps I'm going through and like, oh yeah, yeah. it's like one more thing that I'm able to, to work out, you know, like to do. Um, in the jar itself, like in the music, yeah, of course, 
the rest of the music when you go to pop it's like the main the main instruments it's like mm. it's mm. put in front so every that that's the funny thing also um everybody's singing the lyrics but i don't think everybody understands <laughs> in, in pop music like i don't know if they understand it my god there's some 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 bad stuff in there but <laughs> but uh there is some really good stuff also but uh you know like and that that's something i i also did like i was you know like the, those old songs from the 70s the the 80s and you're just like so used to hear them you, mm -hmm. you're seeing the lyrics but you never really took the time to understand like like you sing them you, you know it's this but you didn't talk about like the whole the like the whole phrases and what it can mean Mm -hmm. and that's really funny because i think in pop music there's a lot of this like they they put the the lyrics in front but everybody like they just hear it so often that they're saying it without knowing mm -hmm. what it really means but anyway um so yeah every every genre of music uh have his, his own perspective on on uh on lyrics of course it, it i like uh instrumental music like bands like uh, uh exivius is absolutely amazing unfortunately they don't play anymore but uh it's some uh, uh jazz metal music mm -hmm. guys from uh, cynic mm. uh, to me like the, the the music itself always been so it's a vocabulary by itself like you can give so many emotions just by the music without having the lyrics. So uh, I can see some people having this as a add-on, uh, as I said, especially in the middle because of the, the tone and the aspect, uh, the, uh, aspect that it gives. Uh, but of course, to me personally, I try to uh, put as much as I can into the writing process and, and try to find good ways to explain what I'm feeling and what I'm experimenting uh, over the years. So uh, it's a big part that takes me a lot of time also to, to create over the years. So it's a really interesting point about um, like pop music. Cause you're right. You know, when you listen to pop um, obviously I don't, I don't know how, uh, every individual person engages with it, but the lyrics do kind of, you, you know, you, they, they kind of flow over them. You can have it in the background and it kind of absorbs into your brain. Whereas with metal, a lot of times, if you want to know what is being said, you do have to sit down and, and open it up and, and read it and spend the time to go through it because, you know, your first listen of uh, like, you know, the first time I listened to beyond creation, I had no idea, right. What you're saying until I, I kind of opened it up. So that is a kind of a, a very interesting difference. I hadn't kind of, um, I, I guess I, you know, experience it but i never kind of sat down and thought about it like that mm. yeah that, that that's uh exactly uh what you're saying it's like you don't necessarily at first and especially when you never listen to music there there's mm. so many people that never listen to music and the first time uh that never listen to metal music and the mm. first time they will hear 
a scream they'll be like oh my god like i can't like like it's too much for me and i don't know how you do to to uh either produce or or like hear this all day blah, blah, blah. but it's something uh it, it's a taste that you you get to understand better over the mm-hmm. time it's like drinking beer trying <laughs> food it's the same thing it's like you don't much understand the complexity in there uh, when you try it first so you're like ah beer like like i remember the first time i, I taste the beer i was like ah, it tastes so bad <laughs> now, now i'm loving beer so much it's like <laughs> microbreweries and stuff and mm. all flavors and uh, this and this so it's the same thing with with um with metal lyrics it's really different than any other jars and i get the the first time you listen to metal music you definitely won't hear the words mm-hmm. even if it's articulated well that's Ooh. that's the thing probably there's a lot of word that will like you won't understand uh them about it but over the years uh your ear kind of gets used to it and you can i can now like listen to some band and even without reading the lyrics uh, oh that that's that's what he said that's what and you know like like my mom for example <laughs> like she love she love uh metal music she she's not a listener of metal music but uh you know my parents always been super uh Uh, supportive and, and really enjoy what I, I'm doing and everything and they saw us live a bunch of times and they can notice like over the years that uh, the progress I did with my voice mm. and and that's funny because even my mom like like she's listening to to something like a metal I'm posting something and and she's like oh Uh, that, that that's really cool like the lyrics are are very good like uh today i post uh uh it's a band from from uh montreal uh, that i did a guest vocal on it and the lyrics are super articulated both of us like the other singer too uh and uh she was reading the lyrics and oh that that's very nice like uh, we can understand very well like what both of you are saying mm. uh But, you know, like she noticed over time, like how to assimilate those kind of sounds. Because mm-hmm. even though like in pop music, sometimes I hear some stuff, it's clean. I hear some stuff, but I don't understand what they say. Sure. Like, like it, it's it's a mix of the ambience and, and the music, how like it affects you. And, and, and yeah, I think... Uh, Metal music has a really nice way to introduce new genres, and and that goes also for for the metal uh, singing because there's tons of good uh, vocalists that do cleans, uh, do low pitch, high pitch, uh, inhales, uh, you know, all kind of textures that are really interesting as a musical point of view. Mm. Thanks. It was a really insightful interview. I'm really glad we got the chance to do it with you. So thank you for making the time. Ah, well, thank you very much. Uh, it was really nice, uh, good subjects and always fun to explore uh, the lyrics. It's not something that 
is uh, oftenly that I do oftenly. So uh, yeah, really, really nice. It's Thank really you. Cool. You mentioned um, briefly that you might be working on new music. Is there a new album coming out soon? Uh, yes, I do have new music coming up. Uh, I um, actually have my solo project that I play drum. I record drum, bass, guitar, and everything. Uh, it's more, it's not metal. Mm -hmm. Well, there's slightly metal stuff in there, but uh, it's mostly like, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know Mars Volta or yeah. Snorri mm -hmm. Coffee. Uh, so it's going to be in that kind of jar. There's some uh, uh, Latin percussions and really stuff that I wouldn't put in Beyond Creation uh, and some some uh, film music kind of ambience like orchestras and stuff like this. Um, and yeah, experimenting uh, with the voice also on the new Beyond Creation. I already have a bunch of songs uh, created one of the the good problem <laughs> I like to say that was a good problem but when I, I finished uh, composing uh, algorithm mm -hmm. uh, I had too much material so I had to like cut some choose into what I keep for the next album and I already had a bunch so uh, it's getting uh, it's getting together pretty pretty good uh, gonna say when it will be out but uh, obviously uh, yeah it's getting together and I'll try I'll keep pushing my own boundaries and try some new stuff as much as music side and vocal side so uh, but yeah a lot of fun awesome Always. looking forward to it yeah um so where can listeners go to keep up with uh, you know the latest news on beyond creation and everything that you're working on yeah we have our, our website uh mm -hmm. that you that beyond creation official uh dot com we have everything uh of, of course right now we don't have uh, the chance to tour so mm -hmm. it's a little difficult uh, to get on other continent and yeah but um but yeah um we have new stuff coming up um and on our website uh, it's all gonna be uh shown and displayed so uh Awesome. Well, as always, we'll pop a link in the description to this episode so people can find it. Perfect. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, guys, uh, yeah. for taking the time and your interest uh, in Beyond Creation and the vocals and, and stuff. It's really cool. It's fun to talk about it and talk different stuff than the usual questions also. So. <laughs> Great. We hope so, yeah. It's, uh, we're really, really uh, <laughs> delighted to talk with you. So um, yeah. thank you for making the time. Yeah. Pleasure. Cool. Right. Have, have a good, good weekend. Yeah, peace. Yeah. Bye. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Lingua Italica. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope you stay tuned for our next episode. Before we leave, we just wanted to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging.